Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and this week the size of fuel tanks. Yeah, Rich, what we doing then? What, where we going with this? Let's get the maracas out. Yeah. Oi, Keith, stop Oi. messing around with the carburetors on my XJS. Oi, here we go. He's <laughs> running, Rich. <laughs> um, R.I.P. Charlie Watts. I know. The, ma- the drummer in the most successful band in the world that possibly didn't want to be in it. Amazing, really. It was a bit sad. I, just, I, I, I like a man who just pursues a good suit at all costs. Because drumming's a sweaty business, isn't it? Drumming is a sweaty business. But he right. was always well turned out, Charlie Watts. He was always well turned out, yeah. Oh, but um, there's a lot of people that almost can't believe that he he had died. And it's like, he's a rolling stone. None of them should still be alive. And, and he, he reached it. 80. I mean, seriously, 80 as a rolling stone, that's... in I that's know. a in human years, that's about 140, isn't it? Easily. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in Rolling Stone years, yeah, he was, he was 80. Got but, dog years, uh, cat years, and stone years. Stone years? Amazing. Oh, Here, oh, here, Charlie. Oh, hey, Charlie, oh, how old are you? Is everyone feeling immortal? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we shouldn't do it. It's sad, but I, I'm still, I'd uh, put money on Keith being the last stone to drop. Oh my gosh! I wonder if the I wonder if Bet Fred have already started taking cashish oh, for that. I bet they have, haven't they? The, hey, um, the, the thing that Keith Richards said once about how all the years that he was on heroin, he never got a cold. Oh, it's, great! It's sort of yeah. His I think he said that. His those kind of you know he's he's very much a sort of ongoing medical experiment. I was going to say, well, you don't get diarrhea when you're on class A's. You get quite the opposite. So is that a good thing? I don't really? Know. Yeah, apparently you get completely backed up, yeah. yeah. Well, no, because I read an interview once with Elton John where he was talking about his heavy cocaine years and, and he said that he'd sort of get up in the morning, have an enormous line of Charlie, and then he'd need to go for a poo because it was cut with baby laxative. Oh, nice. That's really nice. So um, so, so before Joe Wicks, you know, we had 70s Elton John. Yeah, yeah. That's, how I, <laughs> that's how I stayed in shape, love. Yeah, so um, let's start with some invisible ladder climbs and then do a really big line of boot troughs and then let's get the piano out. And, and trousers down and poop. Thank you. Well, that's taken a... Do you know, there's some amazing... Amazing publicity photos of Elton John outside his then new house. In, it would have been in the seventies, early to mid seventies, mm. where he's mm. got all of his vehicles lined up. I think it was a seventies pop star thing. Yes, where you you obviously the photographer was booked. They'd be like, "Listen, guys, you're going to have to." And, and Keith Moon from the Who was good at this. Line everything else up outside your house so we can see your wealth. We just want to display your wealth. And then obviously yeah. you got to have one leg up on the tire, like William Woolard style. 
and it was great. There's one of Elton, and he's got his. I think he's got a Rolls Camargue. He's got. Um, he's got everything, in fact, from a Rolls Camargue and a, and a, and a, a, a wooden picket mini to um, like a little mini bike. It's not a Honda monkey bike. It's one of those ones that has sort of a lawnmower engine that you pull and then you just go. You can imagine the terrible accidents that he had in his stately home lawn on that. <laughs> but uh, it's those shots. I absolutely love those. And I got pointed to those some of those shots by my friend Kieran, who runs Rockstar's Cars, um, where oh, he, yes. he's constantly trying to hunt down vehicles owned by um, musicians and uh, rock stars and he's, he's yeah. unearthed some incredible photos I have to say and, and some incredible cars that have been lost and, and then found but yeah the, 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 I just wrote, um, I've just written a profile of Noel Edmonds for the Road Rat magazine, in fact it's in the new issue the Of course new, you have I say issue, it makes it, I mean if anyone's seen the Road Rat you'll know that basically it's because it's a quarterly uh, magazine is essentially it's a it's book. a volume is it a, a volume book. yeah call it it's a, volume? a hefty tomb and the eighth edition has just come out it's really good lots of stuff in it and then my thing as well which is a profile of Noel Edmonds and in the course of researching it I found one of those shots that you're talking about and it's from the 70s and it's Noel and I know where this is it's in a little sort of private road in Hampstead where I guess he lived at the time and it's Noel in quite a tasty pair of flares of with his lovely first wife, Gillian. Yeah. And they're leaning on Noel's GT40. Of course. But in the background, there's a Jensen Interceptor and one of those little Honda Zeds, you know, those funny little Oh, the Z600? Yeah. The one that's always orange? It's orange as well. They're all orange. They were all orange. Yeah. That, that, that car is so cool. Blooming love those yeah. cars. So I'm guessing, I mean... That's a, I don't, what I don't a want trio. To sort of, I don't want to be stereotypical and say that was maybe that was Gillian's car, but it, it's it, maybe she had the interceptor. The, I think the, Gillian. The, the Honda was Noel's Noel's way of getting down to Broadcasting House to do his radio show, perhaps. Oh, but, and he's um, a, he was a jolly shock jock back then, so he'd have he'd, he'd wave at everyone yeah. and beat the horn. Oh, yeah. at all costs. Yes. <laughs> Whereas Gillian was just sat in traffic, heavy breathing in the interceptor, which was just. <laughs> Can you imagine well, he's that? Petrol again. Oh, he's another gosh. tank of five star in it. <laughs> yeah, driving that. Not round. the band that got called wankers on <laughs> on Saturday Superstore. I mean the petrol that you used to get. Um, five, five star, yeah. Five, uh, the I, I in the course of writing this, I won't spoil it because people should go out and buy the Road Rack. It's an excellent publication. But but um, in the course of research, they paid to advertise on this podcast, Rich. No, they haven't actually. I'm just giving them free plugs because I work for them. But um, just uh, they haven't paid me for writing the article yet either. But um, <laughs> now we come. They down can to pay it. you in uh, Noel Edmonds' photo. Yeah, <laughs> I just no. I saw. I was sort of trying to research what, what cars Noel had had, and it's quite a spread. I didn't really get into it. I emailed his agent, and they, his agent didn't reply to me. So, because uh, Noel's moved to New Zealand now. Has he really moved to New Zealand? Yeah, him and his wife just up sticks and went to New Zealand a couple of years ago. I think. What from Devon? Mm. He was in Devon, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, now he's is he, not. Is he officially retired from? Making unusually successful TV shows now, or is he? Um... I think he sort of has, but I, I I read something that said he was sort of trying to set up some radio projects in New Zealand because he did all that internet radio stuff here, didn't he? He was like a radio station for cats and things. He, he which it was all a bit nutty, but well, yeah. he, ha- he has yeah, he was a, he was a little bit out there with his Q pod and uh, I, 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 about his, his negative energy. 
Um, yeah, the negative energy is a big thing, I think. And I think that's maybe why people are sometimes a bit dismissive about Noel Evans because they think he's a bit crackers. But if you look at his career, you know, he's he's managed to hold on in TV and radio for sort of 50-odd years, and that takes some doing. And he's got an incredible hair, a head of hair. Incredible hair. He is your quintessential... Uh, Cam Tail, I think he's got a. Really oh, he sort of, he's got the he's original got flick. The original television entertainers Cam Tail follicle Cam Tail. It's a light entertainment aero package <laughs> in, in hair form. Is it the Visac pack or would it be something? Yeah. What would you call that if it was the television light entertainment? I don't know. It's just, it just it just gives him a little bit of extra downforce for high speed <laughs> broadcasting, which um, he can crouch is, into we, the microphone when he does radio. He'll go in ready. Yeah. He'll be like this. He'll go. So uh, next week we've got the uh, we've got the incredible new show coming in. I'm just a little bit lower because the camtails brought me into land. <laughs> yeah. I can't lift my head up. I could possibly reach my to the microphone. Um, he's also the beard. I found a picture of him without the beard, and it's really weird because you, your brain fills in the beard. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's impossible to comprehend a photograph of Noel Edmonds without his beard. I bet it he looks. I bet he looks much less handsome. Yeah, it doesn't work. He is very much a man who needs a beard. Yeah, he's a beard needer. But what I like as well is that his beard and his hairstyle have weathered all fashion storms. It doesn't matter what the style of the day is. Because let's face it, the beard went out, didn't it? The beard in the early 80s, I would say, the beard sort of... yeah. It was all about moustaches or very clean shaven for the sort of very clean look. shaven. You get into your sort of quintessential eighties. You sort of, I would say, absolute peak eighties in this country was the second Thatcher administration, so eighty three to eighty seven, in yeah. terms of red braces, guards, red nine elevens, golf GTIs, all of those cliches. But also and sh- wet shaved twice a day, scrupulously, yeah, clean shaven to the point of going through to the bone. And Noel Edmonds just went. Mm-mm. I've got a look going on, and I am sticking to it. And you'll yeah. see, you'll all be back to beards. <laughs> and he was right, because come the 21st century, men are beardy again. Do you know what and it Noel's is, though? Noel's just sat there with his arms folded going, I knew you'd be back. Noel's always gone for the close crop beard. It's never been wild and wiry. And I do like the close no. crop beard. He's, he's always I kept it quite tight to the jawline. What is? I mean, his his morning beard management routine must be pretty intricate, I reckon, because he doesn't. That's the thing you never see a picture of Noel with a shoddy beard. Well, maybe that's what the little Z six hundred was. He'd get up, but he'd get up because he he's, he kept himself in trim. He's never been fat, Noel Edmonds. No, so super so trim. he probably got up sort of half five in the morning, five in the morning. I can't remember what his DJ slot was. He'd he'd go for a run, and he'd get straight in the Z six hundred um, and go to his favourite place for for lunch uh, for breakfast but there's a barber shop next door and and they would do him like a, oh. a like a, just a two minute little manicure what do they no yeah. to, like a topiary you know there's people that do though those ornamental yeah. hedges that are shaped like co- yeah. cockerels and bellends and stuff those yeah. those people <laughs> <laughs> those those ones and uh yeah I think that he would do that so every day it was just little and often a bit like those robot mowers like the ones that Honda make where the principle yes. is that it doesn't it doesn't really carve your lawn up every day it just flicks no, it just a couple of blades trims. here and there and you can't even notice it and it doesn't need a grass box so he, his beard doesn't need a grass box either because <laughs> it's just it's just little and often little and often it's dead easy yeah. dead easy I'm now wondering what he'd have from the breakfast 
place now, the cafe. I mean, it would be a cafe, wouldn't it? People hadn't. It's the early 80s. Yeah, it was early or, 80s. Or the late 70s. It's, uh, the, would he have found still, an Italian place? Oh, maybe, yeah, because then he could have... Because the thing is, your classic would be a bacon sandwich, wouldn't it? Yeah, but he's not. He's But you he's can't trim. be trim and eat no. a bacon sandwich every morning. It's not really compatible. Is he granola guy? Older. 80s granola in guy? The, in the 80s, though? He might have moved into muesli. I don't think granola was around, was it? I don't bloody not know. Not in any sort of meaningful way. So granola and um, quality coffee and maybe some pineapple chunks, but not the ones from tins, you know, what actual mm. carved up I don't know. I don't pineapple. know. That's, that's, that's a bit exotic as well. It's the early 80s. Yeah, but he's, remember, a ri- he's a rich chap. He lives in Hampstead. You know, it's, co- it's cosmopolitan, yeah. remember? Come on. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Or are we getting it all wrong? And did he just wake up, roll out of bed, light a cigarette, he'd go down to his local cafe, bacon sandwich, quick shisha, get in their Z600 and weave his <laughs> way into BBC radio. A 9,000 RPM commute through <laughs> North London. He just leaves it, leaves it in first because he knows it will take yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a mate who had a car like that. He'd, he'd never shift into fourth when he was properly nailing it. And I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, it's okay, it can take it. And it did, and it did take it. <laughs> what was the car? It's a Cavalier SRI one thirty. Oh well, of course. Oh, oh okay, strong engine, right? Because yeah, his principle was, you know, the roads that we were driving hard on, it, they were never worthy of fourth gear. They were never quite fast enough. So he would much prefer okay. six thousand in third. <laughs> so uh, that's what he did. Good. Do you, do you know any mates like that? Uh, oh, I know some poor gear change strategy people. Oh, okay. But yeah. after, we, we mentioned this before about we did. a mate of mine who, who we had a mini, had an original mini, so it's only got a four-speed box on it, and then we rented a Fiesta to drive from Cardiff to Edinburgh, and on the motorway, he never put it in fifth unless I reminded him because he just wasn't used to having a fifth oh. gear. But it happened so often, I think I started to become a little bit narky about it and never put it in fifth. He was the one who, who would zoom. And at one point, we were on a clear dual carriageway and you could see for miles ahead up in Scotland somewhere. And there's nothing around except in the distance, you can see you know, one of those eight-wheel dumper trucks lumbering <laughs> slightly uphill in the inside lane. And we're zooming along. And I think he's even put it into fifth. There is no other traffic. It's so quiet. And he zoomed right up to the back of the dumper truck and then braked and just sat behind it. What? And I went, go round! Well, so he really didn't, didn't see way. round it all the way... It's just it's just that like, complete lack of awareness and forward planning. And, it, yeah, he just he just slowed down right behind it and Gosh. then sort of started to think, ooh, maybe we should go round. And it's just like, you could have pulled out without indicating because there's nobody to indicate to. You didn't even have the stress of operating the indicators. Just go round. I know I have of those moments too. Now, I, we, so, well, we've sort of started reasonably topically because we mentioned Charlie Watts, who uh, only died last week. But then I think we, I said last in the last show, oh, it's a slow news time. It's August. There's nothing going on. Completely overlooking that Nissan had announced a new Z car that week. And, um, and we, we didn't mention <laughs> Which it they announce all. every 24 years. And we, we yeah. just totally. And I, um, and I think we, when, well, it was, it was, when was that? Two weeks ago they announced it. Anyway, but. Um, uh, it's not coming to this country, so in a way, it's sort of irrelevant for us. But yeah, they'll come in though, won't they? They'll come in in right-hand drive Japanese form. Well, yeah, because they'll just get people getting from Japan, yeah, or, or Australia. Is it going to Australia? I don't know. I'd be I su- well. I'd be surprised if it doesn't. I'd be very mm. surprised if it doesn't. Maybe some um, NZs or Aussie listeners might be able to give us some intel. But I think yeah. they would. I, 
Um, funny enough, I was I was thinking the other day about um, is the next the next gen um, GT eighty six. That's um, yes, that's which on is the- now called the GR86. It is called the GR86. The GR86. GR86. And do you not feel sorry for the for the Supra? Because since the Yaris, the GR Yaris came out and now the GR yep. the GR um the thingy what, what 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 you just said I've totally forgotten what it's called. Great E6. No, nobody seems to care about the Supra, and I think it's wrong. And of course, they brought a, they brought a two liter version out, which I haven't driven, and I do want to try it. I've driven that. Have you? Yeah, I just couldn't think of a single reason why you'd have one. Oh, is it one? It's of not them? a bad car. It's not a brilliant car. It's very. I sort of. Uh, you think? Oh, it's got a bit less weight over the nose. That's good. That's a good thing, right? And it's just, it's a very. You know, good sort of driving cars on a nice road, you get into a lovely rhythm with them. They flow along. And yeah. there's lots of factors involved in that. But often it's the sort of the one of the subtle but important nuances is that all of the inputs that you make to the car have the same proportionate reaction. So yeah. the steering ratio is somehow in tune with the way the dampers react to crests and humps and lumps and stuff like that and the throttle response and the brake response are sort of somehow in tune and it's one of those things about setting up cars that's an underrated thing and some people always seem to get it pretty much right and some people don't and that Supra to me it just wasn't it it was hard to drive smoothly it twitches it turns into corners in a very twitchy way because it's got a short wheelbase and the steering's quite quick but then the responses from the automatic gearbox can be a little bit sluggish, even in sport mode. And it, it's oh. yeah, it's just it's a staccato car to drive, and I don't like that. I like a flowing, smooth car to drive. And the and the Guri Yaris is exactly that. The Guri Yaris is a great car to get into a rhythm with, as you know. Guri Yaris sort of, is you're amazing. Just, you're just nailing down sort of interesting b roads and it's it's completely on your side and everything just sort of feels of a piece and you feel good and the super never gets there it's just weird it's got slightly snatchy brakes as well it's just that it all adds to this feeling that it's a bit angular and it shouldn't be so i just thought there's so many good cars you can buy um well maybe maybe the Gur, maybe the Gur 86 instead you well know, yeah so i was just listening to a review i haven't read any reviews of it because i forgot to read I mean, I forgot how to read. I forgot to read any of them, but because the US <laughs> journalists have, have reviewed it, but I was listening to um, uh, Matt Farah on the Smoking Tire podcast, uh, reviewing it and speaking very highly of it, not literally. And uh, and I thought it sounded like they've sort of addressed some of the things that people weren't sure about with the old one. Noticeably, the torque seems like they've, yeah. they've increased the engine capacity a little bit and moved the torque peak down to a reasonable sort of low, I think three and a half. That's good, because that was the thing that annoyed me about it. And um, and I really like the way it looks. I think it looks way better than the old one, because it's, I think the proportion, the, the dimensions are the same, but somehow it looks, I always thought that the the old one was a bit pencil It looked quite sort of long and thin somehow, even though it wasn't actually <laughs> that long. Do you know what I mean? pencil Like a pencil. Pencils are yeah, long and thin, aren't they? yeah. And the new one, it looks almost like it's sort of it's got wider and shorter. It's just proportionally, I think it's just got better, better proportions. I think I think the new one, the G, the GR86, looks a bit like a Nissan Z car. 
Yes. At the, at the front. But yes. it, it, well, now, uh, an original Z car is a very pencil car, very long and thin looking. It's a very pencil car. Basically, the GR86 <clears throat> is a better looking car than the current F-Type. Ooh. I think... Because uh, I just, I just think, well, the front of the, the revised F Type just doesn't work. I'm afraid. Uh, I, I've tried I, to like it, but it looks older and worse than the the original. And the original is really good looking car. So, I saw one the other day. I saw a new F Type. Which, at first of all, I was completely surprised to see a brand new F Type. Which is like bloody hell. Someone's someone's bought one. That's why haven't amazing. people bought them? I don't know. Because I really the, like the, 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 the previous still one. Look at them. Yeah, the, the previous ones one. are quite affordable. I think they're incredible, and every every time you hear one, and I, I do like the V6. I'm one of these people that would have the V6 rather than the V8, almost because yeah, V6S just, is I think the, the one. The V6S is yeah. just just a great car, and it sounds right. It sounds jaggy. Hmm. Um, Jags do like they they do well with sixes, and I just thought, why why wouldn't you? I think that's a really really enjoyable car, and it's handsome. Mm. Yeah, but, that's yeah. the thing. I I looked at them. Because you could get, I mean, what are they down to now? They're, they're in the twenties, I think, aren't they? Should we have a, should we have a quick goosey? Shall we? And, yeah, and I, I was like, when I was going to buy my Porsche, I sort of thought, oh, hang on, we have an F time. In fact, we you know we were, we were in traffic a few weeks ago um, in the car, yeah, uh, our, as a family, and we were in the next lane. Family, family, and uh, in the next lane was an F type, and unprovoked. My wife just went. That's such a good-looking car, and I said, "Oh, but it is. It is, especially went, the, the the bum of the coupe." Yeah. Well, this was a coupe, and uh, and it, yeah, it just looked. And she's right. It is. I think it's a very very nice-looking car. And um, and I went. Well, you know, we could sell the nine eleven and get one of those and pocket some change as well. And she went. What could we? Like, I think she didn't believe that they were, you know. That's affordable, cheap. but yeah, I looked at it. But then, of course, it's just the thing about having a back seat is useful if you have small children. So uh, then, the F types are two seater. I think I mentioned this once to um, ex Jaguar designer Ian Callum, and he said uh, they looked at doing a sort of shooting break with seats in the back. Oh, stop it! Stop yeah, it! They did. Oh my I, I was going to say, imagine I... that with a composite back end on it. You know those ones where they. They make a shoot like a coach built shooting brake. Oh my god! Well, okay. Well, but this is factory. Like they, they. I don't know how far it got, but he certainly said it was. It was. They worked on it in the design department, and then I guess management just couldn't see a case for it. So, um, I apologise. Yeah, to... I don't, maybe we should badger Ian to let us see some sketches or something. Oh well, I apologise to listeners if you could could have just heard my keyboard clattering. I've just. <laughs> had a, I'm, I'm having a quick gander at early F types, 2013s, yeah. 2014s, yeah. 30, 30 grand. 27 grand, 30 grand. <gasps> 25, there's one. There's a V6S quick shift. And F they all type. say that, don't they? Yeah. They all, uh, 97,000 miles, so high miles. It's 25 mm. grand. Mm, that's mm. quite nice. And it looks good, actually. What colour is it? It is a... It looks like it could be BRG. I, my colour blindness is sort of kicking in oh. a bit. And the, is this the one here, 25385? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's black. Is that black? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. It's my, my colour blindness kicking in. So that, I mean, it looks mega. It's black, it it's mega. got good it's wheels. It's grand. It's the Cabrio, it's got a cream leather interior. Oh what is the gosh. worst that could happen, apart from complete electrical failure? I suppose, <laughs> no, but... Apart from the guy just lunching itself. 
Yeah, but apart God, from that, that looks good. And it's even got those optional gold paddles and gold starter button, which is, you know, oh. it's quite an amusing little design gimmick, isn't it? I like there's that. V. Hang on, there's a V8. There's V8 V8s for thirty-eight. But like you said, V8s V6 all the way. Yeah, I would there's, go V6. Um, there's another S here for twenty-six four hundred, which it. has got. Uh, Oh, it doesn't actually, it's 79,000 miles on it. It's got those really good sort of turbine wheels on it that I quite like on those. Again, oh, yes. Convertible. Yeah. It's also black or very dark grey. I can't quite tell. And it looks mega. It's got a black leather interior. I actually quite like the light coloured one. Anyway, um, if you've just joined us, you're listening to Browsing F Types, the new podcast. Yeah, from what, a great, what a great oral treasure this is. Yes, Blo- looking at pictures and likely up. describing them. But anyway, F Types are in the 20s now and they're lovely cars. Um, I don't know what else to add to that except that they are. They're, they're, they're nice. I bet Noel Edmonds has got one. He just doesn't talk about it. He, he, I, what I, from what I could gather of his car history, he, he's a, he liked a, a Jag. He had XJSs, or at least one XJS in the eighties, and he's had a DB9, and he's had he had a Scimitar in the seventies. Of course, he did. So he's quite he patriotic, did. I think, in his car buying choices. Patriotic sports car purchasing. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? PSCP. PSCP. Yes. Patriotic sports car purchase. Yes. Um, yeah. I, That's a I, podcast waiting to happen. Someone will nick that. Yeah. This week, I've bought a TVR. Um, Next week, we all shout at people that buy Porsches. Yeah. Well, I'll just say to my wife, I'll say, oh, good news, dear. I've sold the Porsche because it's time for a PSCP. Um, which my wife and I be on board of because uh, she uh, last week she became a British citizen did she? yeah well she's still got her American citizenship but she is now dual citizenship so she's one of us uh, that's brilliant which what did you do did you did you wrap a big flag around her and sort of baptise her in curling yeah (laughs) 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 yeah you swaddled her in a Union Jack and laid her down in some lager. Yeah, and then just I made the sign of the Union flag on her forehead in gravy, and mm-hmm. uh, and then we went to the pub. Uh, yeah, she, no, you were already in the pub. That was the embarrassing part. Well, so there's a little ceremony, um, and uh, and it, parts of it were slightly awkward. And I went, "This is so British because some of it is slightly embarrassing." And um, but I said to her beforehand, what are you going to wear for your, for your ceremony? And she threatened that she was going to buy and wear a an American flag dress just to prove oh, that gosh. she's not giving up her roots. She was joking. She didn't do that. But um, she kept it British and she wore tracky bottoms, yeah? Yeah. Uh, yeah, just tracky bottoms and one of those sort of slightly shapeless vests. And, uh, <laughs> and a, a Mackenzie shell vaped, top. Vaped heavily during all parts of the ceremony. So. That's right. Good. Did you turn up in a Focus ST that was absolutely banging off the limiter? A, a Nova, a Nova three door with a red top transplant oh, in it. Sweet. And, um, Is that? Can you rent those, especially for the ceremonial use? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a big, big Union flag on the boot lid and uh, obviously clear indicators as well. What, what were you listening was, to? Windows were obviously down. Basically, what were you a, listening uh, to? A, a medley of UK garage hits from the early two thousands. Oh, cool. That's good. Because That's UK good. garage, I mean, what's more British than UK garage? There's no, well, there's no US garage except there sort of is, but it means something different. And 
So yeah, who who could a bit of shame so Bigfoot? This, it's what Her yeah, Majesty would yeah. want. Yeah, <laughs> it's early Craig David, um, Artful Dodger. I'm trying to think of other. I never liked you, Kid Garage. I always found I it know. irritating. A bit like yeah. a pitch <laughs> well, on your back. Was it the was it the sort of brisk skippity hoppity beats that got on your nerves? I was just always. I, it was drum and bass for me, so oh, I was yeah, always I like, why would why would you listen to UK Garage when drum and bass exists? That was always my. My, my but do you like what do you like all drum and bass or where were you because I sort of I kind of like the I like tuneful soulful yes drum exactly and bass. yeah that's it I don't that sort of scary dark D and B was a bit much for me I think There's, I have been in clubs where sinister D and B has been um, the on the menu and yeah it actually it feels a bit like you're in a horror film and you yes. expect someone to come out of the crowd with a chainsaw no that's so like murky D and B reminds me of being in possibly not entirely legal party in Birmingham drinking Red Stripe and being scared. <laughs> I was in Birmingham yesterday, weirdly. When you you messaged me and said, because I, 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 you messaged me and went, I'm in Birmingham driving this car, and I wrote, how is it? And then you told me how Birmingham is, not how the car is, which was really my question. <laughs> <laughs> and what did I say? You said it was windy and there was lots of litter, or sunny and there's lots of litter. Sunny, sunny and a lot of litter. And it's true. It was very litter-ridden. Mm. It's a littery city. I don't remember it being shame. a littery city. Well, As opposed to a literary city, like you might say, Dublin is a literary city, but Birmingham literary difference, but it's confusing. Um, I don't remember well, it being more or less literary than any other city, but maybe it's got worse. I, I drove like, there. I was. I was. In, well, I can say I was in. The, I was reviewing the BMW iX3, the electric X3, and we 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 were filming it around there. And I realised I was in a BMW, and everyone around me when we were trying to do some filming on on some of the sort of bypass type roads mm. everyone who was driving fast and jerky with loud music was all in BMWs there was a couple of out murdered out Audis but it was mm. mostly BMWs and it was some some absolute pedigree undertaking going on in oh. heavy traffic like yeah. real hard swerving Birmingham's good for that though because it's got a lot of urban dual carriageways I think yeah an yeah. above average number, I think. I reckon it's quite your yeah. carriageway. Where were you in Birmingham? Lot, Which area? I was in Digbeth area oh, okay. um, and sort of Perry Bar. Yeah, and uh, there was Why a lot were of you talk- in Birmingham. What? What? What is? What's the link? Well, <clears throat> I wanted I wanted some interesting gr- gritty city, but also the the videographer I w- was working with. He's based in Brizzle. And I'm based in Lincolnshire, and there was no need for him to come all the way to me or me to go all the way to him. And I just went, let's just do it in Birmingham. It's easy for both. We can get there. Yeah. Nay bother. And I know some. I know some interesting districts. And you didn't. You weren't I, tempted to go all the way to Bristol so you could pick up some cargo pants and a hypercolour t-shirt. And yeah, I was. I was. I was very. I'd like to have a weekend in Bristol. I've not had a weekend in Bristol in, in too long. The nineties like weekender in Bristol. Yeah, I'll have to pick up some Marlborough Reds, and um, I'll probably get my Gola trainers out. But um, <laughs> when, when I when I do, it's gonna be it's gonna be epic. Um, yeah. I'm looking it, forward to that moment. Actually, I think I've got I, a level. Uh, you, you got a levelers T-shirt? I, I haven't. Uh, yeah. I oh yeah. Levelers, I, I'll just. I think it's actually um, stuffed inside a pair of um, Oxblood DMs somewhere in the loft. So. I'll oh yeah. Amazing. 
Um, yeah. the, obviously, you're going to do a video re- review of the iX3, but it occurred mm. to me that if you, it, it looks like it's it's called the X3, which is how people in New Zealand have been describing the medium-sized SUV for oh, yes. for years. <laughs> or is it is it endorsed by Jackie? Um, Jackie X3. <laughs> that was it's... the name of his jazz band in the oh, the Jackie, 60, X3, the Jackie X3. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And that's then, what it was. That was his jazz ensemble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth yeah, the Dave sounds. Clark Four or whatever it is, the Dave Clark, and then you Five. have the, the Jack, the, ja- the Jackie X Three. Yeah, <laughs> I have to say, I won't go into too much detail because I want people to watch the video. But, but, uh, but the uh, it's it's quite a confusingly named car in so much as it's not related to the i Three whatsoever, and it has an X in the name, so you assume that it's four-wheel drive, but it isn't. You can't buy it in four-wheel drive. It's only it's rear-wheel not. drive. It's not. Oh, I no. didn't realise that. It's single-motor rear-wheel drive. So it's actually... I th- I do genuinely think some people will buy it, not even asking the question whether or not it's going to be four-wheel drive, and it isn't. It's always going to be rear-wheel drive, single-motor. But then some X3s are only rear-wheel drive, are they not? They are, yeah. So really, it's a crossover rather than an SUV yeah. sub. But to yeah. be honest with you, I don't care because crossovers and SUVs are all sort of merging, bl- bl- blobbing into one are, now. But what I would say is it drives like a proper BM. It does okay. actually drive like a proper mm. BM and all that. And the EV drive train's quite impressive. Uh, fifth so generation amusing, e-drive and all that. Amusing fact about that car is that it received a facelift before it even went on sale here. Yeah, that's what I don't even... Un- I mean, trying to work that out when I was doing the feature, it was like, you know, I'm just going to not bother mentioning that because it just confuses British I know. people. Well, it's, so the one you had was the facelift <clears throat> one, presumably. They didn't. Yes. Because it went on yes. sale, as I understand it, it went on sale in Germany in January this year, pre-facelift, and then last month they announced the facelift before any had been <laughs> sold in this country, so we only get the facelift one. We only get the but facelift, But in Germany, yeah. there are a few people who had the... In, in future years, if any ever appear in classic car adverts, it'll be like rare pre-facelift model because it was only oh, sold it, for it, eight it, months or something. Oh, it absolutely will be. It will be completely that. Yeah. I can't imagine, though, that there'll be much sort of classic... Well, you say this, but God knows lots of stuff we thought was just sort of landfill is now highly valued on the classic scene, but... you just La- Landfill. It'll be, be that sought after, but who knows? Oh, actually, here's a, this leads me on to something I was thinking yesterday. I was, in a, I was in an Uber. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. And it was a Seat Alhambra. 
Oh, um, yeah. And it was probably about uh, six or seven years old, and it was making a funny noise that I think <laughs> might have been a wheel bearing, but it was mm, not good. A, a, a droney one, was it a droney one? Well, it wasn't, but it wasn't consistent. I, so it could have been, I don't know, it felt like it sort of it was worse at speed. Anyway, it was doing okay. that, and the guy had put a plastic basically like a shower curtain between the front seats and the back you know, for, for sort of covid reasons <laughs> and i was looking at it shower curtain. well it was it was a plastic or... sh- yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah but actually quite unpleasant to look through if you tried to look forward through the windscreen it was it was too ripply and it, it was weird so you had to look out the side window. well like but, someone had rubbed vaseline in your eyes yeah or that you were you know, having some kind of episode or had dropped some acid or something. It was just, a, it was an odd effect that wasn't very pleasant in, in a moving yeah. vehicle. Yeah. But what I was looking at was that he attached the the plastic screen because it was, you know, mm-hmm. it was soft like a, like a shower curtain. He'd attached it to the roof by stapling it to the roof lining. <laughs> and I was like, and, and some of the staples had come away at one corner and you could see, that, you know, it's sort of like there's a kind of mark and, a, and it's some just holes fired in the roof in. lining. I just went... And that I is the hasty. Myself. That's the most hasty COVID protection. He, yeah. he had one minute to protect his ta- taxi against. Yeah, he might COVID. as well just stretch some cling film between the seats. But <laughs> but but I was looking. I was going. Uh, well, now when he takes this screen down, when he comes to sell this car, that's just going to be a, a, a mark against it, isn't it? Why are there all these staple marks in the headlining? And then I thought, is being a minicab the last thing a car ever does? Oh, completely. I sort of feel it is. They get traded within the minicab community. My mate Ed, party boy, who's um, the taxi driver oh, yeah. in Essex, um, he's not a minicab as such, he's pre-book. But he buys cabs from other cab drivers because he says there's some cab drivers that are snobs and they won't keep their cab for more than two or three years. Oh. But because once a car's been a cab, it's almost got automotive leprosy, like a yeah. Q plate. Nobody yeah. wants to buy an ex-taxi because the connotations are such where you go, what, so 100 people have vommed, been fingered, possibly had a heart attack whatever and it bled out whatever's happened in a taxi you don't want to know so therefore he buys really good taxis off taxi snobs and then he'll run them until they die and what he does is he also has he has a small graveyard of of donor cabs so that when he's running his two cabs simultaneously he has he's got donors it's it's brilliant i've never seen such um i've never seen such hard-working um Zephyrus in my life yeah. and he said that he always gets really high spec ones in vulgar colourways because he said that's the best thing for a cab he said I get a high spec Zephyra off the private market which someone's ordered in absolutely appalling internal or exterior colours he says it right. doesn't matter to me because I just put de- it has taxi decals on it and it immediately gets has seat covers and gets put to work so he had ah. one that was sort of champagne gold on the outside <laughs> and on I mean like on a on a Zephyra that's like five years, four years old, it just didn't work. And then um and the I can't remember the interior was not right. It did not match the 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 interior. Or he's had ones where he's just bought one. He's done this, he's bought a good quality Zephyra just because the interior is a much better spec and he's just spent a day swapping the entire interior, what? including door panels, over to his taxi and then sold it again. Oh my god. Yeah, he's done that. Yeah, I'm just looking at Zafiras actually. Since I had Auto Trader open anymore, I found a champagne bit gold of one. Cheeky is this are these like old shape ones? Not the one that they called the Zafira Sport Tour or whatever it was. These are like sort of your, your classic 
first second generation yeah Zephira. this is his yeah he gets the last he gets his late I never thought I'd use the phrase classic Zephira but there we go classic Just Zephira classic Zephira magazine in shops now no classic Zephira sounds like a a, a violin playing technique <laughs> isn't it <laughs> isn't it you yes. know where you, or a, you know, it's a, some form of flamenco guitar. You go, oh, obviously to achieve that, he's going for the classics of Fira, um, yeah. where the forefinger always works double time, and the wrist tends to get damaged from prolonged play. Of course, the thing about uh, Vanessa May is she has absolutely immaculate classic Zafira technique. Um, oh, flawless. So I have uh, various Zephyrus here, and it's sort of making me feel a bit queasy just browsing them. I don't because they immediately just—they all look like minicabs now. These old Zephyrus. they just. Well, see, here's one. You should tell you should tell your mate about this. There's a this is a first generation one. It's got 174,000 miles on it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's maroon, but it's got a sort of beige interior, which just looks. I mean. It just looks like stains. The interior just it's, looks like stains. That is, that's born to cab. That car oh is born God. to cab. Yeah, it's I got forget, air conditioning. Did, I forgot. Did I ever tell you about when when Party Boy and his and his wife came to see us when we were down in Cornwall on holiday? This was three years ago now. We were in St Moors on holiday. I'd gone down there. I'd borrowed a Volvo um, V V ninety. The mm. V90, isn't it? Yeah, the, mm. uh, the new at the time V90. If you know St Moors, it's an incredibly narrow fishing village, but it's idyllic. We 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 managed to get some parking just off the street, but I mean, honestly, this Volvo took up the entire street, so it took mm. me about half an hour to get it parked. I, I'm sure I told you this. Anyway, it, a couple of days later, Party Boy said, oh, I've got a day off. I'll come down with... Um, with Hannah and, and my daughter, we'll come and see you for the day. I said, yeah, that's great. Gave him the address of the cottage we'd rented. And he said, oh, I'll come down in, in Hannah's car, which was the which was the ex-Northern Ireland plainclothes detective car that I told you about. You know, the one where you can switch off the rear lights oh, and the brake yes. lights with the switch under the... He said yeah. he, he'd not long bought that car. And he came down in it, and he phoned me. He said, "I'm in, oh, I'm I'm nearly in the village. I'm in the village." And I went, "Oh, cool. Okay, we'll see you soon then. Great. We're just on the beach, but I'll walk up. Call me again about five minutes later to say, Johnny, it's really narrow." I went, "Yeah, yeah." I said, "It is, Ed. It's super narrow. Honestly, it's incredibly narrow." But Cornish village. I said, "He said, but I don't know if the car will get through." I said, "No, no. I, I got the Volvo through. It's okay." He said, are you sure, Johnny? He said, yeah, I'm absolutely sure. Anyway, let's just say there were some crossed wires. Ed mm. had come in from a completely different direction to, <laughs> to me, and he was going down a public footpath, which was... <laughs> <laughs> he was going down a public footpath, which led to a load of people's... It did lead to our cottage, but it was a footpath, and it was tapering, so it was this funnel effect, oh. and not just that... Is the walls were um, made out of um, see, you know f- flint stone, sort of sharp pebble, yeah, like the like the wall uh, on a Goodwood Festival of Speed, the flint wall. It looked yeah. like that, but it was tapering. Anyway, so he phoned me and he went. He said, "I, I," he said, "I, I don't know how you got your Volvo down there." I've, I think I've got the car stuck. So I ran up. I ran around <laughs> the corner and found him. The car was almost wedged. But he he just looked at me, wound the window down. We were shouting. I said, "Ed, you, that's that's not a road. 
And he went, what? He said, well, you just said it. You said it would be okay. I said, yeah, but you've come in the wrong way. He said, oh, I wonder why it was so narrow. Anyway, he said, it doesn't matter anyway. And he just he just kept driving the car forward, knowing that it was scrunching on both sides. And he scr- he flattened he flattened the whole arch on one side. Oh. He, went, he went, it's okay, I can get that sorted for about 150 quid. And he just kept going. And so he scrunched this car and, and just couldn't stop laughing about it. And um, got it repaired um, a few weeks later. And and then uh, his wife uh, was driving it, and somebody T-boned her on a roundabout on the Ooh. same side, the same side. The insurance, the insurance wrote wrote the car off, gave uh. them more money for the car than he ever paid. He got his <laughs> mate to re to re, re <laughs> to repaint that side again because it wasn't that badly damaged, and he put a door on it from a donor car. He said that car, he said that car's. Um, paid itself back like three times he said it just won't die <laughs> he's still got it he's still got it now it's the it's the it's the model of astra that the that doesn't require any road tax or it's like 10 pounds a year to tax it's the it's is it eco econetic what's the oh right is it okay it's a small petrol engined astra yeah. and i can't remember what that is the way you said that though <clears throat> it's that it's that model of astra that doesn't require any road tax i mean technically that's any astra if you want to chance your arm against the poly yeah. yeah, or Sawney. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, that, it's that model of Astra that doesn't need any road tax because uh, it's, it lives in a scrapyard. Um, I, I did yeah. wonder, though, I felt bad because of the, the description of like, yeah, it's really narrow, but you will get through. And then I realised it was a <laughs> well, public yeah, footpath. I think you were sort of relying on your friend having the common sense not to drive down a footpath, which um, <laughs> I feel like, when was the last time I've, I've seen people driving down footpaths where you just go, what the... Does, there's what are you sort doing? of context clues here as to why you shouldn't be driving down here, and yet here you are. It's um, I'm sure some listeners have done that where they've accidentally yeah. got into it. But I accidentally, when I first moved to Cheshire, I drove into a pedestrianised zone um, very slowly on a Saturday afternoon. I was looking for a shop to collect. So I had to collect something heavy that required you to just pretty much offer offer the car up to the side of the shop, but didn't realise I was in a a full-on pedestrianised zone. I was getting people <laughs> flicking all sorts of signs at me. But, yeah, I think it was because I was just driving a Ford Granada uh, with a le- uh, leopard, leopard print interior, but I don't yeah. know. Um, I was going to tell you about a couple of things I saw uh, recently. Well, one of them, you know more about motorbikes than I do. I saw a man, this was yesterday, in fact, I saw a man on a motorbike where he sat too low. The seat of the bike was too close to the floor. It wasn't a monkey bike. It wasn't <laughs> like a snow. It was just, and I was desperately was trying to see chopper? what kind of. No, it was a normal motorcycle, but the seat was sort of somehow too low, and he looked ridiculous. And I was trying to take a picture, but it, it was it was hard because oh, he was pulling out of a junction. It, was it where? Okay, so it was where the seat is just a, just a circle of leather. There's no padding, and it's it's on the frame, and the yes. frame's been chopped so that it it goes right down to the rear wheel. This, so your no, bum this is almost like on the rear wheel. This oh, it didn't look like something. And I was desperately trying to see, and it wasn't. I could see there was something written on the tank, but it wasn't a manufacturer that I recognised, and it, I couldn't quite make it out. And I was, it was weird. It wasn't was a road legal trials bike, was it? No, it's not. I, I swear, bikes it don't looked have seats. like a normal motorcycle, but it just the man sat too low and he looked ridiculous. And I was, so I was sort of edging through a crowd of people trying to get closer and closer to this, so I could take a picture to show you, and to try and see what make it was. And it looked like it said tomato or something on the on the tank. And then I think it said something like seventy five D on the 
there's uh, a bit of metalwork sort of below the well, saddle. Are you sure this wasn't custom? Well, if it was, he just made a normal motorcycle worse. I mean, it's, he just... It, and it, bear in mind, he was stopped at a T-junction as well, so he got his feet on the ground, and he just looked like he was squatting on <clears> a latrine. <throat> it was the most comical thing, and I thought, I've got to find out what that motorbike is. But I, I, I he drove off before I could... It didn't have like ape hangers or anything like that, did it? No, no, no. That's what I mean. I just a picture, a sort of very normal kind of. It was a bit, you know, it was a bit weedy looking, like so. so I'd imagine it's some kind of one two five, maybe, but I don't know. I'm I'm very interested now. But it sat. He just it made the right, you know, and it wasn't. I thought is that an incredibly tall man on a small motorcycle? But no, I think he was a sort of average height man on a poorly designed motorcycle. I always I. I appreciate I was a properly lot of laughing custom at bikes. It. it was really funny. I do appreciate a lot of custom bikes, but there's two elements of custom biking which I still just can't get my head around because I don't think that the, the looks outweigh the, the the practicality of it. And one of them is ape hanger bars, mm. where you get you 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 probably put your back out. You probably separate the discs in your spine because you've got <laughs> to fully stretch your arms to the uh-huh. s- sky. But of course, the the steering has a sort of tiller effect. So when you go to turn, you do have to lift your ass off the seat. I think. Oh, um, well, if if they're really high ape hangers, yeah. yeah. See, so those I don't get, and I think, oh, you know, when you, that, I, I don't know, I, I I think I personally think they look a bit shit. And then the second one is the the peanut tank, um, which looks very cool on a a custom bike. But it only carries like a gallon of fuel, and yeah, if you've got that, why? if you've got that on a thousand cc Triumph for a Harley, I know a guy with a peanut tank. Okay, and I said this to him because he goes to these bike uh, shows. He rides it to a bike show. I said, "How do you actually do it?" He said, "Oh, um, I carry petrol in a rucksack." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> As if riding a motorbike didn't carry enough risks. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I put a backpack on and I put like a jerry can in a backpack. So I said, what? So you got five litre fuel tank on the bike between your legs and you know it does a certain amount. He goes, yeah, yeah, I'll do like, I don't know, whatever it is. Let's say 50 miles. I'll do 50 miles on that and I'll know yeah. then to pull in. And I'll get my backpack out and I'll just put another gallon or whatever it is in two gallons shitting christmas i'm like i said does that i said is it worth it because like don't get me wrong i've had some silly cars silly low stupidly impractical cars but i don't know i feel like the peanut tank what's the, what's the car equivalent of a peanut tank i, mean, I remember the the mitsubishi evo fq 400 it yeah. was a combination of the big power and the small fuel tank which made it comically low range yeah but there must be other cars out there, I'm sure. Yeah, I. Well, on that note, something I can't quite figure out is that the I was just reading reviews of the new Skoda Fabia, and uh, it comes as standard with a 40 litre tank. But as an option, you can have a 50 litre tank, and I was sort of like, why? Yes. why is it an option? Why not just make it standard? What's the? I can't imagine the cost to Skoda of a well, slightly different plastic molding. Well, you say that, but actually, greater. the car I went on holiday into the other week when when mrs smith uh, broke her leg audi a6 all-road diesel mm. Mm. that had in the options list because i noticed it that had a long-range fuel tank option which was only i think 10 
litres more or 15 litres more. So it wasn't like significantly bigger. It wasn't like a Dakar motorbike (laughs) saddle tank. So I was thinking, do you know what I mean? If it was sort of Cannonball Run style and you were like, okay, I'm going to tick the long range tank option, which takes it from 60 litres to 290 litres. You'd be like a long, you'd be a long distance lorry driver. You just fill it up every three weeks, which would just be amazing. (laughs) Okay, it's not. Every year. No. It'd just be amazing, wouldn't it? Well, maybe. Hang on a minute. If are we missing something here? Well, if you say you go into a garage and order an Audi or Road or a Skoda Fabio, and you say, "Actually, I'd like, I'd like the extra ten liters, please." They just give you that bloke's rucksack and go, "There you go, mate. Fill that up." Oh yeah, and put There's it in the your back. Extra range, yeah. It just comes I with a rucksack know. of fuel. A That's rucksack a great of one. petrol. Is, is it a thing now? Maybe is it as we're going into FEVs, maybe as we're going into plug-in hybrids, where the fuel tank on a plug-in hybrid is typically smaller to package the extra uh, yes. ele- electric motor, batteries, etc., in a car that was designed for pistons. Mm. Maybe that's the reason they've got two tanks on the shelf and they're like, yeah, whatever, don't care. I wonder how many people actually bother to look at that sort of thing. Well, that's what I was wondering because actually I was really, I wanted to know what size the tank was on the old Fabia because I'm a really interesting guy. You are. Uh, but I just wondered. So, and I, and it was, it's bloody hard You're to find. You're a wildcat, you are. As, a, as an aside, a lot of car manufacturers' websites these days are an utter frigging shit show. You cannot find any actual information. You can only find yeah. lifestyle messaging and toss. It's just infuriating. Well, and uh, and sometimes this stuff isn't in the sort of press bump, which we have, no. often have access to. Would you to. want to know? the? I can, I can tell you firsthand the ultimate version of that. Borrowing a camper van, mm. a Volkswagen Grand California, mm. knowing that you've ordered the bigger one than the standard wheelbase one, which is for birth. Mm. And what, it did arrives. you have the mother for hucker one? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It arrived. I was thinking yeah. we're going to go away for four nights. It's going to be magic. Okay, how many births is it? <laughs> it's bigger than the four birth. So how big is it? Now, wait, is this where it actually turns out to be two births? It's fucking put, two births. It's fucking two births, a, Rich. They put a loo and a shower and um No, a, st- the other one's got that apparently. But extension. it's longer wheelbase, bigger van. Yeah. But it's two birth, and it doesn't say it in the literature, Richard. What happened? I left my wife behind. You're joking. No, I went on holiday with the children, and my wife with a broken leg stayed at home on her own. What? That's what we did. <laughs> it's the only solution. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. Oh, my God. We, we, are, you we, do, are you doing a video about that, VW? Camping. No, I didn't. I felt like it was uh, there was too much going on at the time. I would have liked to have made a video with it. I'll have to book it in again to do because I have actually experienced it as a a full camper van and I've done a pretty long journey in it, lived in it for five nights and and thoroughly enjoyed myself. However, mm. I just double checked on the on the website and as you say, loads of lifestyle messaging, loads of aspirational pictures and stuff. It's like I just want to know it. It's not clear that the bigger, longer wheelbase van isn't for birth as well. So why would you buy a bigger camper van with more room in it that can only that can only bed two people? So I slept with my two children in a it's a good sized bed, don't get me wrong, it's a sort of fixed um double. It might be a king size. It's the whole back right. end of the van. Yeah. So it's okay, but for four it would have been sardines. Three was enough. My kids are not tiny anymore, you know, they're the the ten and twelve. So um, it was interesting. Mm. Um, 
But I have to say, it certainly soured the start of the holiday by leaving one of the family members Did behind. You, were you <laughs> frantically searching around the van for the other bed? Oh, to the point where I was started to go out in the garage, I was measuring up a piece of plywood because I said, I'm just going to cut a piece of plywood. The, the front seats go round, you know, into captain's chairs. Yeah. And I, and I thought, I'll just put a piece of ply down and my, and my son can go on that on a memory foam mattress, no bother, that sorts that. And then the awning comes out. I was all for putting the daughter in um, in a small tent. We've got a small tent, oh. but she was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not going to sleep out there on my own. I'll only sleep out there with someone else." Because we was we were camping in a forest, and she was, yeah. I don't know, talking Fair about enough. zombies or wolves. So yeah, I was like, "So yeah, it, it it got really complicated really quickly." Huh. Um, there you go. That's the thing, but but it's because of a lack of information on the website. Uh, the old Skoda Fabia has a forty-five litre fuel tank, by the way. So what they've done? Well, that was the important. The difference. Yeah, that was very important. Now it's forty, unless you specify fifty. But I don't think there is electrification coming to that Fabia. So I don't know why your point about maybe the smaller tank is to make room for batteries and shizzle. I don't think that's. It's happening. the miser tank. It's the miser tank option. Yeah, it's isn't just it? why would you want? It's like having a smaller fuel tank is. Is or, or having a bigger one? It's like it's sort of. There's no difference to you except that it's more convenient to have a bigger one. Maybe psychologically, people don't like to feel. You know, if the pump clicks off and it's lots of money on the display, is that people get? They think the car is not as economical as it is. I just don't understand it. I, I mean, I guess know. carrying carrying a heavy car will make the MPG theoretically worse, but by how much? You know, if it's if it's such a small percentage that nobody's really counting, then who cares? So ten liters of fuel would weigh ten kilos, right? Mm, yeah. Is it like the old days of prohibition when cars were cars were were chosen and specced and modified in order to carry the um, the illegal special juice? Um, <laughs> and actually, the, a guy in the Mopar Muscle Club UK uh, has 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 bought and um, <clears throat> imported a Dodge Charger, which genuinely was bought new. Um, for Prohibition era um, moonshine running and it has all these strange mods on it and it's actually quite a valuable car now because it, it's been verified as it, it, it was bought by the, it was a pair of them bought by a still owner who used oh. to run, run the shine and it's great because it's a high power manual um, but they modified the suspension so that even when fully laden it didn't sit lower it sat at exactly oh. the same ride height nice. it's very cool yeah, I know. That's the basis um, of the Dukes of Hazard, though, isn't it? That was inspired by um, a one-off yeah. called the Moonshiners, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Called, called, Bo, called Moonshiners or Shine Runners or something. Yeah, yeah. Bo and Luke are Shine Runners. Yeah. Uh, good. On, anyway, on that well, we side should, of things. Um, we should, uh, we should uh, wrap things up. Uh, if you want to drop us a line. We had loads of messages last week. I'm sorry, we, maybe next show we'll, we'll read some out because we had some very good stories. Um Better than any of the shit we come up with, frankly. So maybe next week we'll read out some <laughs> stories. But in the meantime, if you want to drop us a line, hello at smithandsniff.com is our email address. Uh, before we go, I have four things to tell you. They are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel called The Late Break Show, and there is The Late Break Show live. The next event is the 11th of September in Leicestershire. Full details yes. at thelatebreakshow.com forward slash tour. Either right? forward slash tour or forward slash Leicestershire. Oh, okay. And it's and we um, welcome you. Yeah, we'll both be there. We'll be doing a bit of this sort of talking nonsense, but also just uh, wandering about and 
all manner of things. Uh, so that's that. Uh, two, I have various books out. One of them is called And On That Bombshell. It's a book about working on Top Gear 2002 to 2015. It's got a story in it about James May losing his temper over some pasties. Um, <laughs> available in all good bookshops, probably charity shops by now, and of course online. Uh, and I, I pro- promoted that book this week because um, <laughs> because a, a listener got in touch and said that if him and his dad are listening to the podcast together, they take wages on which book I'm going to plug at the end <laughs> of the show. Um, sort of like if uh, older listeners will remember uh, the TV show Bod and uh, at the end of it you would guess which milkshake the frog was going to choose I remember it's sort of like that so um, for uh, a chap called Charlie Bird hello Charlie um, I I, I said I would throw you a curveball this week there it is I've plugged the Top Gear book not one of them you're amazing Rich car car trivia ones Um, the third thing I have to tell you is that we have merch we do drum roll Budding. We have some T-shirts with Otsots written on them. We have uh, a, a T-shirt with Sports <laughs> written on it. We've got some Otsot a- mugs. We've got a lovely little tin mug if you want something to take down we, to we the do- garage. Or we whatever. have an enamel shed slash yeah. camping mug. Or tap and- on the pipes if you're in a prison <laughs> movie to signal to other inmates. Um, we have stickers as well. We're, and this is a sort of trial run of stuff. Um, and... Um, so get in there it's all actually apparently the t-shirts have sold out or almost sold out but we're getting some more in so um yeah we're we're, we're trying our best to um keep up with demand but mm. it's been lovely any anyone who's already ordered stuff um thank you so much and um, yeah we, we've got a reasonable selection and we will add to the selection as we as we go but uh yeah it, it's it's merch like that that keeps us going keeps us it going. does um keeps me banging on the every- pipe you bastard Every little helps. Uh, so uh, shop.thelatebreakshow.com forward slash collections forward slash smith hyphen and hyphen sniff. Catchy. Uh, you just go to the Late Break Show website and look in the shop. You'll be it's able to probably find easier. stuff there it's as well as uh, merch related to uh, Carpenter and the Late Break Show. So it's all good stuff. And the fourth thing I have to tell you is that... Um, uh, Pet Shop Boys song So Hard one of the standout tracks from their excellent behaviour album from the 90s contains uh, samples from a porn movie of a woman saying it's so hard oh really yeah if you listen towards the end it's quite heavily treated but you hear someone go it's so hard and it's um, there's a sample from a porn film oh the that's film, nice that's the nice. song itself that, is not that, about that, pornography that picture of you on Twitter dressed up as Chris Lowe um, from the Pet Shop Boys was had me in stitches i have to say oh yeah well that was indoor puffer jacket with indoor puffer jacket sunglasses cap i was yeah i thought it was because i'm going to a fancy dress party next month and i was going to go as chris lobe i was going to buy some different clobber for it but i realized things i had in the house made a passable chris lowe impression so that was on the the 40th anniversary of uh, tenant and lowe first meeting that was why i put that on. can you get put some tin foil around a piece of cardboard and make the Mm. front of your cap metal I think uh, that might work. Well, no. What I was going to do is get one of those boy caps like he used to wear in the eighties, but they're quite expensive, so I might I bet, not bother. Just make um, one. I wanted to get a keytar as well. I thought I was going to get this party. But, oh, you might as well go all in. I'll get an old keytar. I thought I'll buy a broken one off eBay or something, and then you know I could just have it as a prop. They're worth even a fortune. Broken key. They're really expensive. 
Yeah, they, they've so, got they've got they've got um they've got quite a big following. Uh, yeah. Early synth has yeah. quite a following. So anyway, uh, that's that for this. Um, thank you ever so much for listening. We'll see you again next week. Goodbye. We won't see you. We won't see them. We'll hear them. No, they won't. No, it's they a one-way street, no, really, no, they'll isn't hear it? Us. All right, you'll hear us <laughs> same time next week if you so choose. Yeah, Bye-bye. I'll tell you. I'll tell you next week about a guy I know who says and all that at the end of every sentence. <laughs> who I've just remembered. He used to run a used to run a Volkswagen club. He used to phone me up every three days to tell me out a jamboree and a barbecue and all that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goodbye. Johnny, we're having, we're having a barbecue with all the VW vans and all that. We're having a, we're gonna have a real big gathering in. Uh, we're going kind of Peak District and all that. It's gonna be great. The kids are all invited and all that. And um, yeah, everyone's welcome. Come on, bring your awnings and all that. We'll make it like a real big jamboree of it. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 